Hands on deck, Miss Garvey made it, cause we're going to set sail. Poise the colours, man the cannons, cause it's time to plunder and kill. Yar, har, we're a pirate, we go wherever we please. While in combat we are awesome, we're in all the seven seas. Yo, ho, ho, and a box of love from. Wave your hands goodbye to the landlubber scum. Yo, ho, ho, and a box of love from. Wave your hands goodbye to the landlubber scum. Pirates we are born, pirates we still be. We live on our ship, out on the sea. We rain and plunder every war, no gets in our way. That's what happens in an average pirate day. Welcome back to the podcast, Buck Bros. I'm joined as always by my fellow Buck Bros, Zach, Bryce, and John. Fellas, week one in the books, and the Bucks come out strong with a 19 to 3 victory. Um, what are your initial reactions to the start of the NFL season as it pertains to the Bucks? Hey, Brocasters, good to be back after a week one victory. Um, strong start by the Bucks for sure. Um, offense really, you know. I think it was a point of emphasis to run the ball this season, and it clearly showed. Leonard Fournette had himself a day, Sunday night football Lenny. Um, defense looked really good. Uh, overall impressed. Um, great start to the season. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I absolutely agree. We were the only team in the NFL not to give up a touchdown this weekend. So that should just tell you about how dominant that, that defensive performance was. Uh, four sacks, um, you know, they – you know, we had the pick Anton Winfield Jr. looks like a stud. Carlton Davis looks like a stud. Um, surprisingly, the O-line performed better than I expected. Uh, even with Donovan Smith going out with the hyperextended elbow, uh, I know that was something a lot of people had concerns about. So uh, all in all, just just a great performance. And Julio Jones, uh, the star of the show, as far as I'm concerned, next to Leonard Fournette, um, look, looked amazing. And I think he's going to be a tool and a weapon going forward, especially with Chris Godwin. Uh, likely going to miss uh, some more time. Yeah, I mean, it was nice, like, dichotomy of one team loses receiving, like, core, and then we bolster it. So, yeah, the offense looked great. Defense looked great. Like, Bryce, I mean, running the ball, like, Lenny had, what, 21 attempts? Like, that's – love that. Give me 20 carries for Lenny every week. Set up play action. Julio on the deep shot. I think it looked like they could do whatever they wanted to do. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty good to watch. Easy clap. Yeah, it was a very comfortable win for sure. And um, it was nice to see Lenny get a lot of carries. It looks like that may be more of a focus going forward in the season is running the ball, uh, protecting Tom Brady and taking our shots when we can take them. Uh, I really like the look of the DBs. I know Dallas didn't have much to bolster in their um, wide receiver court, but the DBs look good. It looked like whenever they caught the ball there wasn't a lot of run running after the catch and you know we got a pick we forced some pressures and some sacks so the defense as a whole looked good but really impressed with the secondary they look like they're uh on lock yeah hard to tell though i mean outside of cd lamb i've never heard of any of those dallas receivers so i would expect our cornerbacks to be able to keep those receivers in front of them uh, but yeah overall strong performance from the secondary i wonder after the game, if Carlton Davis had words with Antoine Winfield for stepping in front of his pick, because uh, <laughs> he was definitely in position to take that interception. Um, glad someone caught the ball, though. Uh, Carlton Davis has had kind of a problem with catching 
for sure interceptions. So let's get into our ball hawk, uh, AW2. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just a really, really strong performance from the defense. Uh, that's Todd Bowles' calling card. It reminds me a lot of the old buck ball, right? Like win by defense. We don't score a whole lot. We run the ball a lot. Um, score the points when we have to. Uh, that look back to those late 90s, early 2000s teams uh, that were so strong for, you know, the only period of success the Bucks have ever had in their, you know, franchise history. So it was kind of cool to see that from the last two years of throwing the ball all over, all over the yard. And it, and it gets, you know, um, it, it gets uh, Devin White involved in a, in a little bit different role from last year. Uh, gets him out of coverage where he was obviously looking uh, a little weak. Um, it gets him, uh, you know, going and getting after the quarterback. And I think that that's a better position for him. Um, and the surprise to me, as far as the defense was concerned, was Sean Murphy bunting being essentially benched. Didn't even get to play. Um, so, you know, uh, th this may be um, we're finally seeing what Todd Bowles can do unrestricted. Uh, without some of the bad play calling from some uh, past coaches. And so I, I really like to see Todd Bowles being able to to do what he needs to do to get this defense looking right. I was really impressed for Todd in his first game that it felt like a really clean game. I know we had, we had five penalties for 25 yards. They had 10 for 73. Who's the, you know, the, the new head coach? Like they they committed far more penalties and our penalties didn't, derail us the way they obviously can. Uh, so I was really impressed with the team looking disciplined. You mentioned earlier, we had a substitution come in on the line. It didn't really have as, as drastic of an impact as it could have. So it seemed like the team was pretty cohesive, disciplined. I, I mean, I've always thought Todd Bowles was going to be a good head coach. Uh, it's just the Jets are not a really good place to go and succeed. So, you know, lo and behold, he has a talented roster and he gets everyone to go out and do their job. So I was impressed. I wasn't surprised, but I was impressed. So that, that was my biggest takeaway from the game, aside from yeah, no touchdowns allowed, move the ball. I mean, we missed a kick. Everyone did this week, so is what it is. But just a really good game, well coached. Nine passing first downs, nine rushing first downs. So we, we managed to have a balanced attack, um, and that's something we didn't see a lot of last season either. We were either airing it out, or relying on Leonard Fournette, this was this was a great balance, and I think that that's something our offense is going to need as well. It was a very comfortable win, like I said. You know, not a whole lot, and the team looked disciplined. You know, I don't remember a whole lot of penalties off on our side. Maybe like an offside. I think there was one late in the game, but um, other than that, yeah, very prepared, very disciplined. I was going to ask if there are any improvements you'd like to see from the coaching staff. I would have marked with Bryce the red zone offense, you know, coming away with three points on four possessions that we get, I think within the 40, all of them within their side of the 40, but two within the red zone. Uh, you'd like to come with more points than that, but that's really the only takeaway that I had. Third down efficiency. I mean, there, there was, obviously we settled for a lot of kicks. We converted in like a third of our ops on third down. And I will say, so I know Brady had the pick, Brady throws a pick, I think, every week. So it's, it is what it is. But um, there were, especially on third down, there were passes that I think he was functionally throwing away. Like they were just out of reach for a few guys. So probably a smart play, some of those third downs, to just, you know, no one but maybe my guy can get it. But we still weren't terribly efficient on third down. That would be an area for, obviously, red zone too. A lot of settling for, for kicks. 
Uh, two areas I'd like to see us improve going into next week and most of the season is one red zone offense. We were not efficient in the red zone. Part of that is um, due to some offensive line miscues for pass protection. Some of those third downs, I would like to just see if we can run for those first downs close to the goal line. And then secondly is improve pass protection. The pass protection was, in my opinion, subpar. Uh, obviously, I think we expected that with so many significant yeah. either departures or injuries on the offensive line. Um, Kadecki had a rough game for pass protection purposes. Uh, Wells didn't Ooh. do a whole lot better uh, when he had to come to the game. I mean, Donald Smith wasn't really that effective either. I think his PFF grade for pass protection before he got injured was like two. Um, so that's pretty bad. But anyway, I, you know, I'd like to see us uh, work on continuing to work on you know, communication, Hainsey's got to make sure the protections are in order uh, going forward. I'm pretty sure that's what Tom Brady was screaming at <laughs> at Hainsey when he was coming off the field. Hey, you got to get everybody in line. So uh, those you know, were, that was the second point I was going to make. You know, if Brady wants uh, that kind of cohesiveness on the line, I think next time he should show up to the preseason um, and work with some of those offensive linemen and put some time in. Um, instead of having the first try be in the middle of this game. But whatever, when you're the GOAT, you get to make your own rules. Uh, but yeah, Donovan Smith, um, he was really a polished turd uh, like the last season and a half. And yeah, I mean, he's going to be found out, right? Obviously, he, he was never good. He was always just always a turnstile. And now uh, that he doesn't have a bunch of people bailing him out, you know, Marpet and, and Jensen and all these other guys taking on the majority of the work, um, he's going to look weak, and, and I think we may benefit from seeing him out for a while uh, to get some new blood, get in there, and get some, you know, some actual work done. If we just have Lenny go over there and chip the end like he did, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no offense, yeah, Michael I mean, Parsons, he, but did you see Michael help. Parsons chirp at that? Yeah, Bob and Miller then all too. of offensive line Twitter came after him when he started yeah. crying about it. How dare the guy put a, you know? A hit on him oh my god you're way bigger I, than him i think von miller had more of an issue with block and micah didn't so much have an issue with the block more issue with people pumping up the block and then him being like oh no you should have seen me go one-on-one -on -one with him I, I wrecked that motherfucker you know um yeah he has yeah, two sacks can, can go home with the loss so i mean enjoy <laughs> it like pad the yeah, stats take my two man sacks and an l with you yeah, like, yeah, he's I a mean, great player on a bad team. Like that sucks. Sorry. Yeah, he he can enjoy that uh, going into the remainder of the season, knowing that his quarterback is out and his team's probably gonna go, you know, six and eleven. You know, and that's and that's what he's got to look forward to, and and he can enjoy himself that he won the the Twitter battle early in the season. Also, uh, real quick, I know I kind of touched on it already, but I can't think of any penalties in the secondary on our defense. Which I just feel like in like modern NFL is like a really impressive game. Yeah, yeah, because I know they had them, and uh, like it's to get out without even like a. I mean, maybe there was a defensive holding, but five for twenty-five yards losing to believe it was a lot of offsides and false starts. So, um, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, we had the first play of the game was a false start on Cameron Brate. Uh, that was the first five-yard penalty. That was first. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a guy who needs to step up great, man. He didn't really have a great game. Uh, dropped that third down pass in the fourth quarter. That would have kept the drive going. And, I mean, it didn't lead to anything. But, you know, 
in a game that might be more serious. That's going to be important. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he needs to step well, up. Left, is Leftwich technically an Arians disciple then? As far as like his coaching tree, then he's he's from Arians now coaching tree, and Arians never used tight ends, right? So like, it might just not be a big part of his philosophy moving forward. Whatever, I don't know what what will be his distinguishing traits of his scheme, but there's core in Arians that, that you didn't that use might in the be passing true, game. But Tom Brady uses tight ends, so yeah, uh, as long yeah. as TB12 is our quarterback, yeah, we need a tight end. Yeah, By- Byron Leftwich is is there in name only. Tom Brady makes those decisions on the offense. Uh, That's fair. Yeah, at least, Bro, at least number one baller for the game, number forty-one. I forget who his name is, but he's that rookie that they're lining yeah. up at like fullback. Yeah, oh, just put that pancake walk on fifty-five. Ah, oh, it was a thing of beauty. Nice. You know what? Coke I, I, is that him? Coke. Go, Coke. Yeah. Is that is that his yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah. That's pancake is the term that uh, triggered Micah Parsons, by the way, was that they called what Leonard did a pancake. They put a pancake emoji, I think, in the tweet, and that set him off. Uh, you know, if Maybe you want to They were calling him sweet. Oh, yeah, sweet and soft. Like a package of IHOP flapjacks just to his yeah. house, you know. I think the, um, you know, going back to our, our previous episode uh, and, you know, our predictions, I did get one prediction right. Uh, which is if you were watching some other games around uh, the NFL this weekend, Aaron Rodgers looked like garbage. Uh, he looked like straight trash. He was actually the worst no one to throw to any game I watched. He and Dak have the same issue. Like, there ain't no one. That, no no one to get no sure touchdown. Are you? Are <laughs> you in the first play? Touchdown. Are you the? That's what I'm saying. There's the no one. I thought I thought he was one of the best in the game. I thought he was you know back to back MVP. Where where he's where one of the it? highest in the game. Yeah, right. exactly. Last season to start the season, and then one MVP. So I like he looked drunk. One reactions I live for. Yeah, he looked drunk when when he was on the sideline. His skin looked like blotchy. He looked uh, bloodshot for his season. He's he's a mess. That's evident. Cut his hair though. I'll give him that. As of right now, (laughs) as as his season exists, he's got one game under his belt, and he looked like trash. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll face in the Saints in our next game in week two. And it was the complete opposite end of the spectrum for their game. We had a nice, comfortable win. They had to come from behind 16 points to beat the Falcons 27 to 26. So, guys, our vaunted NFC South rivals of the last two years going into New Orleans, one o'clock. Tough one for sure. What are you guys thinking uh, are the keys to the game for the Bucs to come out with the dub? Yeah, it was hard to watch the Falcons choke another game. Uh, I mean, it is what they're known for. But I, it would have been nice to see the Saints, since they're really our only competitor in the division, go 0-1. But nonetheless, we've got two 1-0 teams uh, battle for the first place in the division. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess it will be first place in the division um, here in week two. I think keys to the game, right? One, uh, pass protection. Uh Brady has struggled against the Saints. He's owned four, obviously, in the regular season. A lot of it's due to the fact that the Saints have a really strong defensive line and linebackers, and they get after the quarterback really well. We saw last last week week that we struggled to protect. It's going to be something we're going to really have to accomplish and and improve here in week two. I think another key to the game is continuing the uh, the ground game uh, success, right? Give Fournette the ball. 
Um, I think the balance on offense was great against the Cowboys. I think we need to continue. And don't shy away from it if we're not successful in first quarter or second quarter. It's really going to be about um, getting the um, game clock advantage, right? We were going to want to have the ball more, um, give our defense a chance to rest. The other thing, too, is it, it really – you know, wears them down, and then we'll have those opportunities for play action to go over the top or hit those open receivers and use really the strength of our offense, which is the receiving core. Um, so I think that's obviously they're going to be the keys of the game. Uh, I'll be interested to see what Bowles does here in week two. Um, off a really strong game in week one, how does he come out prepared for week two? I'll tell you what, if he wins against the Saints, uh, I, I'm, I'm all on board the Bowles train then because <laughs> That's something Bruce Arians couldn't accomplish um, during his tenure as the Bucks head coach in the regular season, at least. You know, it, they didn't get a single sack last week. The the Saints defensive line, and I, and I don't know what the what that offensive line for the Falcons looks like. I don't know how stacked they are, but they didn't get after him once. Uh, the Saints gave up four sacks. I know that much. I know the Saints gave the Saints gave up more than two hundred yards on the ground. Um, so they gave up 70 yards just to Marcus Mariota on quarterback design runs. So, I mean, I don't know how dominant that Saints defensive line is anymore. If they're, if they're giving up those kinds of numbers, they're just, I, I just can't imagine that they're the, the same Saints defense that we we've been seeing year over year. Um, I, I'd have to take a look and see maybe who, who they've lost, but I'd have to agree with that. I think we need to hammer them on the ground. I think we need to get Rashad white involved more as well. Uh, give Lenny uh, some time off to get it to get the to get ahead of steam on his next run. Um, I think we need to maintain uh, Taysom Hill. I think if we see his ass in the game, we need to make sure he can't make us look stupid because uh, that's really that that was their only weapon the Saints had. Um, and, and I think if we can keep him if we can keep him under wraps, uh, keep Jarvis Landry from going off, he, he's going to be the Julio Jones of this situation. All right, not the Julio Jones in this situation, but essentially that that's who we're afraid of is Jarvis Landry going off. When we keep him tied down, I mean, I think this is a team we can easily beat. They looked terrible for three quarters last week. And so I think we can – I think this is a team we can easily beat. I think I saw a stat. It was like in the last four or five years, the Falcons have blown like a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter like three times, and the rest of the league had done it twice. Like that, like beating the Falcons like that is just like perfect. Like that's what they do. Um, I like, uh, you know, we played golf Sunday. So, I, you know, that, I caught the whole second half of that game. I think uh, that was the local broadcast. I haven't pulled the trigger on red zone yet, but um, I think a key to the game. Number one is special teams. Like they blocked a couple kicks in that game. I think Taysom Hill like blocked a kick even. I don't know. It's very confusing how many kicks they block, but all like everyone all Sunday just kicks blocked, missed everything. So just special teams. We already had a problem with it. That's a unit that's already caused trouble for another team. So that'd be a focus. But the, the biggest thing to me is just let Jameis Jameis, like just don't put him on a pedestal. Don't play off. Don't like, don't treat him like an, just harass him. He will make mistakes. He's an idiot on and off the field. I've seen him as a grown man, go to an abandoned house and, drink water from a hose like he's an idiot like just let him do him don't i just i'm i when we lost last year and he played early it was like they were scared of him like they made him look amazing just fucking hit his ass 
that's the big thing to me. Yeah, run the ball. Obviously, their their defense didn't look good. They got you know lucky late. Falcons just falconed. I mean, I'd like to think we're better coached than that. Like, I pray we're better coached than that. Uh, obviously, Cordero Patterson had a great game, so hopefully Lenny can too. Um, but yeah, just let Jameis Jameis. And don't let him block any more kicks. And yeah, the Mormon, like I definitely, he's very frustrating when he beats you. I don't know why, because he's not athletic. He's ugly. I just don't like, like when his face is doing something great on the screen, it really pisses me off. Makes no sense. He's 40 years old. I don't like, I just, yeah. If we lose this game, I'll be very frustrated. I have a sweeping them, as previously stated in an earlier episode of Buck Bros. So I'd really like to, start with the first half for sure yeah i'm with you there zach um on all of it all of it all of it other than the hose water hose water is an underrated source of water Uh, if i sign a a 20 million dollar contract i'm not going to go back to alabama and suck on lead water quarterback is he drank so much hose water it has all those minerals you need to grow and to prosper so all that lead is why he's functionally that didn't he, wanna, didn't he compare didn't he compare himself to Bo Jackson just before that scene? <laughs> Wasn't it just like only two people came out of this town, me and Bo Jackson? And then yeah, he amazing. proceeds to just yeah, yeah, and then he's, he's <laughs> <just> the hose. <laughs> he could have just like said that's where the that's the hose I used to drink from, but instead he he fucking right on that thing. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, he, he, also he, didn't even, about... he didn't even church it up. Like, you know, just <laughs> get the stream. <laughs> no, bro, he was sucking about, it down. Like, cockroach families, too. Yeah, that's what I, I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Hard Knocks was a disappointing season. I was uh, underwhelmed by the characters. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Snoop Dogg got on the phone the with that one, one was Boise so much State more guy. better than, uh, than the Bucks, right? That's sad. Yeah. Which one? The this last most recent one, Lions. Yeah. That was entertaining. I'm actually yeah, watching it now. It's great. I do love it. It's because you got Man Campbell, bro. He's a fucking monster. Well, I, my, my key to the game was just get in Jameis's face, make him pressure. You know, uh, like we said in our recap of week one, our DBs didn't really get tested with Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. There's a lot more exposure there for our secondary. So, the more we can pressure Jameis, the less time he has, the more liable he is to make terrible decisions like we've seen in the past. So get it, get after him, get in his face. Um, Amen. And then just execute on the offensive side of the ball. We should be good. That Olave's kid, that Olave kid is good too. Their rookie receiver. Yes. Yeah. So he's like, they've, they're like three deep at receiver in a way the they Cowboys got, were one. I mean, they've got good weapons. It's going to be a test. So yeah, they're a solid Actually, team. Like they're just a solid team. They have a good defense. They have good receivers, and Alvin Kamara still. Well, wait, wait. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned Alvin. Um, Yeah, I mean, because he he suspended. Is he? Did he appeal? Like, how did did that work? He did appeal, and it's still in the process. He only put up thirty-eight yards on nine attempts. Um, I think his head is elsewhere. Yeah, he's just like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was drunk. (laughs) If you actually saw him, he was drunk on the sideline. Maybe it was perks, but it was probably just booze. Who who's this receiver you're talking about? On, it's like Christian Olave. 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 Ohio State. Yeah, yeah I he's good. I don't see him on the box score. Did he uh, participate? He did. <laughs> Hold on. I, like, I definitely saw. Oh oh catch. oh oh! I see it now. I see it. it's an O, not an A. Here he is. Yeah. Oh, Olave. Yeah. 
like olive with an a right if ah. someone from america was speaking or spelling in spanish yeah olave that's chris olave Olay right there yeah nice what did he do you got his you got his, his yeah, he went, uh he went he had three he had three receptions for 41 yards uh 13 and a half uh average uh, along along of 20 uh yeah so i mean he went he went hard just under point though on Jameis Jameson. Um, I we've been saying this for a while, and since he's been with the Saints, I mean, I know he got hurt in our first game against him last year, but prior to that, he was not Jameson, and he didn't do it last game either. He had no interceptions, so yeah, I, I'm they... with you. I'm I'm waiting for that one game where he throws like four interceptions right to players, and I'm hoping it's against us because that'd be great. Um, but for whatever reason, uh, he's been doing well with the Saints, and Tom Brady has not done well against the Saints. So I really do think this yeah. is something like you know, that scene where uh, Steve Young takes the monkey off his back when he wins the Super Bowl. That's what they need to do if Brady wins this game. Here, take the monkey off your back. Don't have to worry about going winless against the Saints in the regular season, at least wearing a Bucks jersey. Not that he probably gives a shit, but in any case, I think that's really like, I really hope Tom does has a good game, um, mainly because I'm keeping him in my fantasy lineup. I'm pretty woke on on why Jameis doesn't look like our Jameis there. I think, uh, first of all, real quick, uh, Tom Brady doesn't have to prove nothing to me. He can lose this game. I still love Tom Brady, but I do want him to win this game. But uh, I think their whole thing, like Jameis in his natural environment, he wants to throw the ball a million yards downfield looking a different direction with a, a defender like draped on him. Like he wants to play a chaotic game of football and they, since day one have tried to give him like a Drew Brees thing where it's like, it's shorter passes. It's get the ball out quick. It's run our offense. So he's only you, you kind of have to like counter. Yeah, yeah. But he's to Bryce's point. He's been way more effective and efficient. Like he's not Jameis. He, they're trying to change him. So we have to, counter their counter because they're actively trying to keep Jameis from Jamising. So we actually have to like encourage Jameis to Jameis at least two times because they're already doing a lot of stuff to keep him from being Jameis. So there's, there's like a, there's like a, a like a 40 chess thing going on here with Jameis. Like you really have to get in there. You got to take him away from the parents, you know, they've structured, yeah. up. you got to get him away. He, yeah, he you gotta like whisper like, give him like, give him like one or two passes. You know, you know, let him get a little confidence in himself, and then all of a sudden, ah, you may step in front of one, uh, take it to the house. I mean, I'm telling you, his his he's like a, a Russian sleeper cell. If you just say "fucker" right in the pussy, it will activate him, and he will remember who he is, and he will start throwing picks. He, I mean, he puts up on average a hundred yards less per game. Since right, going three fewer interceptions. <laughs> like he's wildly more efficient. I, I mean, I, I guess. I would have, I would have taken. Um, is that a word? I would have taken. Ta- taken, taken is, is a word. word. They taken. made a movie taken series on it. Actually, <laughs> they made three movies about it. Actually, is, I would have enjoyed him <laughs> passing for a hundred yards less and throwing twenty less interceptions. Then he did the yeah. final season. It's fewer. He played yeah. fewer. You I, give me back my, not my yards. Suit, okay. Obviously, I have a very special skill set. Uh, <laughs> I can throw three interceptions like it's nobody's business. 
I've seen interceptions like you my whole life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. He's a he's a bad quarterback, and I I think you know we just have a habit of letting bad quarterbacks beat us. That's just what we do. Um, he was low key a backup quarterback the last few times he beat us as well. You know what I mean? So he's just he's not good, and we make not good quarterbacks look fantastic. Um, if you have a scrub that you need to instill confidence in, have him play the Bucks. Bucks in prime time, give us a scrub quarterback, and we will make him look like Joe Montana. And that is something that I hope changes this season. Um, and so th- this was, you know, a primetime game. We got to start the season with a W. It w- it didn't look pretty at all, uh, but we definitely got the win. And that's that's giving me hope going forward. Yeah, outside of the Saints, the other primetime games are against um, star quarterbacks. So for that point, I guess we're Smith. Safe if that works out. Yeah, Mahomes, uh, Lamar. Do you count the Christmas Day Murray? Is he a star? I don't know. But I see there's double XP that weekend. If there's double XP yeah. on Warzone, then he's not an elite quarterback. He didn't look too good this week. And no, because there's double XP this week. There's but there's double XP on Warzone this weekend. It's already been tracked. He's terrible. Double XP all weekend. I actually think that the people at Infinity Ward or Activision or whichever one of them, I think that they are are betting like his unders and then giving a bunch of XP out on the weekend. I mean, it's perfect. <laughs> I, that I mean that is genius. Um, it it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me. What is y'all's plan for the early morning Seahawks game? Are are, are you guys gonna do Are you guys gonna do breakfast? Is that like the day before for you? Like uh, blitz and blitz. It is in the middle of the night, uh, essentially. Okay. And I'm it's four a.m. kickoff for me. Um, it's seven a.m. kickoff for us. Yeah, uh, it's gonna because it's in Germany. It's not even in England. You, it's another two hours away. But it's and, 9.30 here. It's got to be 6.30 for you. I was like, it's 9 o'clock here, yeah. Or 9, yeah. Are you sure? John's going to be in Alaska that weekend, actually. He's going to be in Juneau for the game. Same time for me. Um, I is Juneau swore. the same time zone as? The Earth is yeah. round. Um, well, I'm well aware of that one, but. Have we, have we, have, uh. Has anyone jumped on StubHub um, to, <laughs> to, to find tickets yet for uh, for the Saints game? Oh, for the Saints no, game. Well, yeah, Saints Monday night. That's the game this year. December oh, 5th. I thought you were going to say the Germany game. And I'm like, no, first I got to get on Delta before I can look at StubHub to go to the Germany game. <laughs> My hope is that when I play at this German fest at the pier in St. Pete, there will be a Bucks representative watching from the crowd who thoroughly enjoys my dancing and singing in German. And is like, we need to get this guy over to Germany for the Tampa-Seattle game to represent the Bucks and to do this dance for our team. That's my hope. That's why I'm doing it. So let's hope that works out. Then I'll see you guys in Germany. It's going to be a good week for sure in football. You, we're looking forward to it. Let's sign us off here, guys. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Minus three and a half. Go Bucks. <laughs>